Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one. True Human Rage. Written by Alt Full. The Death Worlders weren't as big and as powerful as legends claim. Glorksdu thought to himself as he looked down upon the docile creature kneeling in front of him. It was a harrowing creature, certainly. Glorksdu, the slaver, couldn't believe his luck. No one knows where the human homeworld is, where they come from. Legends and myth, these humans will suddenly appear out of nowhere, attack the slaver ships, and free the captured lesser beings rightfully owned by the slavers. Very few survivors tell the giant monsters covered in layers of dense, high-gravity world muscles and thick skin able to withstand even the strongest electropulse weapons. Glorksu had always dreamed of capturing one of these supposed unbeatable humans ever since the rumors of their existence first started appearing on the galactic hubnet. Most races considered the humans a fanciful tale, but Gloraxu knew better than to discount that anything is possible in such a large galaxy. Who's to say that these humans don't actually exist? Too many witnesses, a number of claims of vibers, and wrecked slaver ships filled with nothing but broken slaver bodies exist to discount the human fable. And Gloraxu wanted to see if there truly existed a race of even bigger and stronger than his own. Him and his crew certainly had never seen one, and they gathered slaves in nearly every charted region of the galaxy. But he never thought he'd be lucky enough to come into cross the one by itself in the middle of nowhere in an uncharted section of the galaxy. It was by pure luck, really, if he must admit, his foolish and stupid navigator bungled the coordinates for a jump. Again... He was tempted to kill the useless whimpering fool after they completed the jump and found themselves in uncharted space yet again. But and that's when they saw the ship. It appeared adrift at first, but they quickly found the readings of a single life form on the ship. The ship was large for a single passenger vessel and clearly made out for a stronger metal than any ship they'd ever heard of. It was a design unfamiliar with any of the computers or crew. And that's when he recognized the symbol on it, a symbol widely attributed to these mythical death worlders, the humans. Glorksu wasted no time ordering the attack. They quickly attacked the ship and were able to force their way inside the airlock. Walking under the ship was intimidating. It truly was built for giants as the airlock was well twice the height of the width. For a moment, Glorksu considered retreating, wondering if the stories of the humans' monstrous size was true. His crew appeared equally scared and appeared ready to bolt. Well, that's when they heard the scream. It was a scream of fear. Fear drives his race into a lust-like state. Nothing is more pleasurable to him than his crew than another being's fear and pain. What they charged onto the ship and quickly found the human. It was indeed large, nearly as tall as him, the largest of his warriors. Dense, rippling muscles covered the creature, which clearly outweighed him. The only reason he didn't order the retreat out of fear was the creature was still screaming in fear. Finally, he thought he could capture one of these humans to be revered throughout the galaxy as the best slaver ever. He ordered his crew forward to capture the large and deadly being. It was a brutal fight, and the being was so fast and so strong. 
They would attempt to grab and capture it, and it would just nimbly evade the grasping claws. It would strike out, shattering shells and arms and legs, even shattering claws when it hit its face. It even slapped his first officer and snapped off a mandible. Nearly one quarter of the slaver's landing party sucked wounds that would take long cycles for them to heal, if they would heal at all. But finally, they had a creature. It never stopped screaming as it fought, screamed as it dragged back into the ship, screamed as they threw it into the strongest cage. The fear was a strengthening, delicious balm to their wounds, and the untold amounts of galactic credits that his crew would get would make him some of the richest beings in the galaxy for this capture. They undocked with the empty vessel and sped away towards the nearest slaver station where Glorxu would display the creature and offer it to the highest bidder. Now, to visit the creature and soak in its despair, to amuse himself during the long trip. It was a strange-looking creature, nearly hairless except for the head, which was covered in long, golden hair. It wasn't screaming now, but sitting quietly in the corner of the cage, staring at him with icy, cold blue eyes. The eyes of a predator. He could not tell it was a sexually dimorphic being or much else about it. It was impressive, but hardly living up to the legends about the humans. So sad, he thought, he rather hoped a more of a fight from one of these supposedly unbeatable Deathworlders. But what does one expect when they are the greatest slavers in the galaxy? Certainly, no race could stand up to his own, who ruled the galaxy slave trade with their rock-hard claws and massive size. He tried to speak to it, but it would look away. It would not make a sound, refused to talk. He had hoped to find a whimpering beaten beast, but at least it appeared docile. It had almost chillingly white skin, pale like the purest white moon, except where his crew's claws had struck her on the face and upper manipulators, leaving black and blue marks. Eventually, out of disgust and frustration, he had no choice but to assume the creature was incapable of any sort of recognized galactic speech, and went back to his quarters to rest until they got to the slaver station. He dreamt of receiving so many credits that he could buy an entire armada of slaving vessels, surrounded by slaves of his own, and live his life in the comfort of the greatest slaver of all time deserved. Back on the human vessel now floating through space, an alarm goes off and the cryogenic sleep chamber opens. The human male awakes sleepily, taking into the damage of his shuttle. He calls out a simple, worried question. Sweetie, quickly checking the camera footage of what happened during his cryosleep, he sees what the filthy bug aliens did and who they took with them. He screams in rage and pain, crying angry tears, and orders the computer to activate the locator beacon. It returns the coordinates he needs and the ship quickly launches towards the beacon at full speed. He growls low and swears through eyes filled with anger, hate, fear, tears. I'm coming, don't you worry. At the slaver station, Glorxu and his crew were heralded as heroes. Anyone even claiming to know Glorxu can't buy themselves a drink. He drags his new slave, this uh, human with a stupid beeping bracelet, through the streets in the hover cage. The foolish, tiny creature is there, actually are impressed with the Deathworlders' prize of his. Well, he secretly wishes these Deathworlders were even more impressive. It was clear that some of the larger races, like his own, were not as impressed as they should be. 
If only they'd been seen at fight. He wishes that he'd hollowed the whole battle with the creature of the how unbelievably fast and strong his new slave was. He was in his favorite bar with his frustratingly docile creature in a cage next to his table, listening to his crew tell the fabricated stories of capture, each fail more wild and more violent than the next. He smiled, knowing that this would only bring up the price. It was even then that the station commander walked into the bar surrounded by guards, the best in the slaving parts of the galaxy. The station commander was a hulking beast, even better than Glorxu. The two had seen their conflicts in the past, as they had fought before for mates, slaves, and power. But now the station commander was there to pay his respects and honor to Glorxu and his amazing capture of a death world human. This day couldn't get any better, Glorxu thought, as he drained half-last of his drink. The human saw the slaver station looming close. He knew he was deep now into the space that he shouldn't be into. But he didn't care. Only one thing mattered to him. Her. Everything between him and her was going to die, he vowed. Glorxu was loving seeing the station commander have to admit that he, Glorxu, had the greatest slaver capture of all time. The station commander even marveled at the sheer size of the human beast he captured and admitted that one-on-one -on -one battle would certainly end in the favor of the massively dense, albeit slightly shorter, death wilder. Glorxo did have to admit that he did not think that he could survive a one-on-one -on -one battle either, and humbly credited his horrible injured crew's assistance in making the capture possible, making himself sound even greater leader. It was a while where they were toasting again that the station docking master rushed in, yelling for the commander of the station. There was a shuttle approaching, and it had the markings of these supposed humans on it. Glorxu saw the shuttle and recognized it at once. It was the same shuttle that he took for the Death World of Prom. They had no time to prepare, no time to do anything, as the shuttle streaked at near relativistic speeds and smashed into the docking area, not far from the bar. And the explosive sounds echoed up the bar, and the place shook with a single voice from the docks rang over the audio transponder. The human just exited the shuttle. It's, uh, oh, mother of all spawn. It's tearing everything apart. It's huge, and it's disgust. And the audio cut off as the bar went into complete silence. That's when the first time the Death World and Glorks had captured finally spoke. Everyone's translators picked up perfectly, relaying the strangely high-pitched voice of the Death Worlder. He said, you bugs are so much trouble right now. The station commander ran out of the bar with a full escort of his best warriors, just in time to see the devastation of the landing ports. The heavy human shuttle appeared untouched amongst the ruins, but there were bodies and mere parts of bodies littering the ground. He and his guard stood in shock for a moment before they heard the last sound that they would ever hear. A deep, throated roar of pure, unadulterated rage that took them to the core. And then the beast was upon them. It was a massacre. What is it? screamed Glorxu as the Death Worlder slave. Another one of you. We beat you, Death Worlder. We can beat the other human of yours. It laughed at him again, genuinely laughed. He was actually taken back by the sound of a genuine merriment in the creature's voice. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, but you're a big trouble. He's much bigger than me, after all. I'm only seven. Glorxu didn't even have time to even wonder what the creature meant by that, before the doors to the bar caved in and the largest hulking beast he'd ever seen ducked into the bar. 
He was easily twice as tall and four times the weight of the death world that he'd captured. He'd screamed one word, one word that echoed like a bomb, shaking the very walls. Sweetheart! The human he captured shouted back, Daddy! Help! And with that, Gloxer realized his mistake. He had bravely captured a mere child spawn, and this was the adult come to kill him for it. He didn't even have time to finish the thought before the hulking beast charged into the bar, roaring with paternally driven insane hatred so loud that the ground shook. He didn't even have time to think what to do before the gargantuan hand of the giant deathwelder crushed his thorax, tearing him in half. He lay there on the ground beside his own twisted lower body, watching and dying as the massive deathwelder tore apart the cage like it was the weakest paper. Daddy Deathwalder grabbed a much, much smaller Deathwalder and pulled her into a tight hug that would crush any other creature. Who hurt you, baby? The massive human rumbled in anger and a voice that felt like a thunderstorm. He softly brushed a finger alongside the bruise on her cheek. The last thing Kilroxu saw was a tiny Deathwalder human pointing accusingly at him, and then a massive foot descending to crush his skull. Well... He said as he held his daughter in his lap, smiling while speeding away from the completely destroyed slaver station. Do you still want to go visit the moons of Eridal on vacation, or do you just want to go home? She looked thoughtful and said, Can we just go home? I'm tired, Daddy, and I'm sorry. I promise I'll really go into cryosleep this time. End of story. And that, my friends, is the end of the video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you wish to support the author, check the links down below for the original link. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways listed down below. But the easiest would be to share this with as many people as possible to help the channel grow. And I will see you all in the next video. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Cheers.